Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you searching for the best in online black radio? Then go to BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com, helping you filter through the noise. Real talk. Black talk. The Internet is full of half-truths and all-out lies. We've all seen them, and many people on social media complaining about it. Here's your chance to show and prove. WorldAfropedia.com is a black-owned and operated encyclopedia. There are several thousand articles, but we need help. We can't uncover all the truth ourselves. So please, join us and become a writer, editor, or blogger for WorldAfropedia.com today. Every little bit counts. We owe it to the future generations to put the truth out there. Visit WorldAfropedia.com the African-Centered Encyclopedia, a global database of African knowledge for the purpose of bringing about global African wisdom and understanding. WorldAfropedia.com When writer Tiffany Yannick watched Hurricane Irma smack into the Caribbean, it immediately took her back. Yannick is from the island of St. Thomas, and she was a high school student when Hurricane Marilyn hit in 1995 was out for months. There was no electricity for months. I remember standing in bread lines and getting MREs from the U.S. military. So I think these conditions are actually the kind of conditions that the Virgin Islands is going to be in for many months. The history of the islands and how they're perceived in the popular imagination are very much a focus of Yannick's writing. And she told me the islands don't get very much attention from Americans. Florida is dealing with a natural disaster, and Texas is dealing with a natural disaster. Uh, The Virgin Islands is thought of as being one of those Caribbean islands, which we definitely are. We are a group of Caribbean islands, and we are Caribbean people, but we are America's Caribbean people and America's Caribbean land, and we shouldn't be lumped in with with the region when it comes to America giving us aid. Right, but these islands are in fact, you know, they belong to the United States. In fact, you wrote this week in the New York Times, um, maybe you've heard of the Virgin Islands, St. Croix, St. Thomas, and St. John. It's a good place to go on vacation, to fall in love, to have a wedding. Uh, In fact, I even saw someone refer to these islands on a Facebook post recently as resort islands. But Uh, you write about the colonial history. So remind us how these islands became part of America. I write about the Virgin Islands imperial history um, in depth in my novel, Land of Love and Drowning. In fact, in Land of Love and Drowning, I begin my novel with the transfer from Danish to U.S. rule. The Virgin Islands in 1917 was bought by the United States. Our thinking at the time in the Virgin Islands was that America was an economic powerhouse, and they were going to pay us a lot more economic attention. They were going to help us build up our economy. 
Of course, there were a few things that we didn't know in the Virgin Islands about the United States. One is pretty obvious. We didn't know that segregation existed in major, major ways. Um, we didn't know what black and white racism looked like United States style. But the other thing that we didn't understand economically was that America was about to head into prohibition. And the Virgin Islands, our our main economy up until that point had been the exportation of rum and rum products. So all of a sudden, our major economy is now illegal in our new nation. So the hopes that we had had that we were going to integrate economically and, and benefit economically by uh, being under the U.S. flag were, were just erased. So a country that was bought by the United States 100 years ago, you're celebrating the centennial uh, this year, um, and there are still so many other islands that are essentially controlled by European countries as well, like the Netherlands, France, and Britain that were impacted uh, by Irma. And we've seen a pattern in the response. Um, how has the United States talked about it in your view? The United States has talked about us as if we are effectively a colony, which is that we are secondary. We are perhaps secondary types of Americans. Now, we do carry American passports in the Virgin Islands, but we don't have federal representation. We cannot vote for president, for example. Um, our congresswoman, who we vote for her, she cannot vote in Congress. So we really have no say. But I also think that this has to do with just the way that we are thought of in the national imagination as a place for vacation and respite. And it's a beautiful place. The Virgin Islands is as beautiful as everybody says. It is a gorgeous, pristine, absolutely divine place. However, it's a place where human beings also live. So, you know, when Americans travel to Europe, for example, they know that they're traveling to Europe to engage with their cultural history. When people travel to the Caribbean, they are often traveling to avoid the human beings and to just engage in the beauty of the space. So they're in resorts, they're lying in the sun, they're drinking uh, tropical rum-infused drinks, but they're not necessarily there for the culture or to talk to the people who live there. Right. You go to the Caribbean to avoid other people. And in fact, often what people do is, is they, they ensconce themselves in these um, hotels where locals are not welcome. And so they just engage with the beauty of the space, but not with the intellectual um, import of the people. So how has that impacted this response to Irma? Well, I think what that has meant for Irma is that when the national media first began to finally pay attention to the Virgin Islands, we were paid attention to because tourists were being evacuated. And these tourists were being called the Americans, as if in the Virgin Islands, tourists and American are equal, when of course they are not. And Virgin Islanders were sitting back and hearing this coming through their news stations and seeing this online, those, those who had internet access, and were befuddled and astounded and, frankly, angry. If we're going to be talking about the Americans in the Virgin Islands, which we should, we should be hearing from actual Virgin Islanders who are Americans. Tiffany Yannick is an English professor at Wesleyan University. Thank you so much. Thank you. Context of white supremacy. Uh, Gusty Renegade in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy today's date. Sunday, September 17th, 2017. So I have been told this is our global Sunday talk on racism. Uh, we try to do this once a month or we have been doing this once a month for 
about a year or so, a little over a year now. Uh, we missed August uh, because of, again, massive uh, back problems. I didn't even have the wisdom teeth extraction thing at that point. It was just the, the back issues at the time. Uh, but thankfully, feeling better, back, ready to roll. And uh, at a time, I would say it is important uh, to make sure that we have a global understanding of white supremacy, that this is not just a problem consistently. What we say every time that we do this program, that this is not something that, oh, this is just a problem every now and then in Florida, Georgia uh, or South Carolina, what have you No, there is no place on this planet you can go, particularly if you are a black person and think, oh, I'm going to be treated well. I'm not going to be abused. There's not going to be any racism here. That is simply not the case. Even with uh, everything we've talked about with the hurricanes over the last week, even with that, we certainly will make time to talk about some of the other major events that are happening worldwide that I think also reveal dynamics of the system of racism, white supremacy. If you would like to participate, the number to dial 641-715-3640. The code five six four nine four three pound. Press star six if you would like to participate. Have a question you want to get in for our folks participating uh, beyond the globe. Uh, I was really excited for the program uh, today because I suspect that many of the folks who participate uh, from our either just many of the folks who participate internationally, particularly, I think many of the black people that are in Europe, the UK area, many of those folks, uh, they have connections to the Caribbean, uh, close family, relatives, friends uh, that are in the Caribbean. So I was really uh, eager to hear some of their thoughts on what transpired uh, with Hurricane Irma and uh, how that was covered and just everything. The devastation is down. That's why we started with the sound clip uh, that you heard today talking about what's happening in the U.S. Virgin Islands. We talked about that yesterday evening on the compensatory call and we had a listener dial in from the U.S. Virgin Islands, uh, St. Thomas specifically, and she was giving us a lot of details about what she's seen. She was there for the hurricane and the relief effort. Racism within that was great to have her uh, commentary, her uh, real life documentation uh, to give additional information about what's happening. Uh, But really excited about all that. Uh, And then, unfortunately, many of our uh, participants uh, had emergencies pop up and things that uh, diverted their attention so they couldn't participate uh, today. Uh, We will certainly be looking forward to getting more folks uh, down the road. But even though we don't have all of the folks that I was hoping to have with us today, we still uh, managed to have one of uh, our guests. She's been with us many times before, even invited Gusty on her broadcast. Uh, Miss June Allen, uh, are you with us, June? Yes, I'm with us. Good to be here, Gus. Good to have you back with us, ma'am. Uh, looking forward to getting your commentary. I'm going to try and add uh African 1884. Uh, He's one of our uh, participants. He's been with us many times as well uh, in Austria. We were having some uh, tech issues for some reason. I kept uh, connecting uh, his line or attempting to connect his his line. Either uh, he wouldn't, it wouldn't ring on his end uh, or he would be connected. And then he'd be there for like 30 seconds and then drop out. Uh, I'm not sure uh, what the issue is when I'm trying to 
recommend now as well. Uh, probably make a few efforts because I was also interested in hearing how this has been covered in different parts of the world. Like it seems like there hasn't been a lot of coverage of uh, what's happened in the Caribbean uh, in the States. Uh, and just to kind of see how that's, what does that look like uh, in other parts of the world? Uh, looks like we might still be having some issues. Oh, are you with us, Jude? No. <laughs> Still having difficulties, man. Uh, I will. I think what I'll do is I'll see if we can ask and get June's perspective on the Caribbean. And then I'll see if maybe we can get uh, African 1884 to uh, dial us because that is an option as well. And then we can still get his commentary included. But while we're trying to work all that out um, with Hurricane Irma and the devastation and uh, Folk, I think a lot of people know about it hitting the U.S. and what damage was caused in Florida and even some other states in the South. Uh, the Caribbean specifically, do you have any connections to that area? And how has that been covered in your part of the world in Europe? Hi, yeah. Um, I mean, my, my family is from Jamaica. So, um, you know, just from what I understand, from what I read, you know, Jamaica's not um, you know, it's not been hit um, that badly from from the hurricane. So, yeah, I mean, it's so obviously, I'm you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that. But obviously, it's really horrible to hear about all the other stuff that's been going on on the other islands. And um, yeah, it's just been really, really devastating seeing what's going on. I find it really quite interesting, actually, just kind of um, just from what I've read up in the news and stuff about the hurricane and. You know, just from it's very similar to the clip that you played in the beginning. Um, the the tone of it is is all sort of very, you know, it's, it's still sort of very colonial. The way that they sort of talk about it, you know, some of the language that's been used. You know, talking about you know British territories and you know we're sending in the troops to you know to pick up pick up the British people. It's that sort of tone that I keep, that I've been seeing a lot and hearing a lot. Um, which again, you know, it's that whole thing of well, you know, well these people are more important, and you know, even though they've cut, they kind of sent in stuff, they sent in the, you know, they they went and sent in all their military bits and pieces to to help out. It's just, you know, there's still that undertone of well, you know, we go, we're sort of going in to pick up our our people, sort of thing, and. Um, so yeah, I mean, even like you said, you know, in the beginning, even in with all this horrible, devastating stuff going on, there are still undertones of racism that is still being fed through, and um, yeah, it's, it's always difficult. It's always hard. It's always really, really hard. Um, you know, I've also seen the footage on on social media about. You know, people talking about looting and, and all of this kind of stuff. And, I, you know, obviously there's going to be people that are going to, you know, take advantage. Of, there's always going to be people that are going to take advantage of situations like this. But I find it really interesting that the narrative has been dominated by that. You know, not the fact that these people are probably hungry and starving and, you know, doing all of that kind of stuff. But I just, you know, I just find it interesting that, you know, the, the narrative is also, the, you know, there's always the looting thing that comes up. It's not that people are hungry and that they haven't got anything and they need support it's always oh well let's let's have a look at let, let's let's put the footage out there at how savage these people are and that they're just there you know looting everything and, and stealing everything um so yeah it's just interesting just looking at the tone 
of of the again you know what comes out in the press and how that's portrayed and um it's always very difficult to see it but because i understand it you know i kind of know not not to kind of you know i don't engage with people on social media about that stuff anymore because i understand how the system of white supremacy works so yeah i just i, I just see it for what it is but it's, it's still it's still it's still painful it's still painful to watch it play out you know, it's still painful to watch it play out, but I understand it, and that and that's the point. You know, I know, I I know where to kind of place my energy now, rather than trying to, you know, getting really really upset about how white supremacy is playing out again in this situation, you know, in another situation on another level. Um, yeah, it's just focus on on um, you know, the work that I need to do, and not on what white supremacy is doing. So. It's just again, it's another it's another opportunity to un- to understand how it, how it plays. But yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on on it initially. Mm-hmm. Folks can go to uh, JuneAllen.net uh, if you want to get more information, uh, hear her podcast, uh, some of her thoughts, particularly on black self care, extremely important. Um, specifically, I said. I think a lot of black people uh, in England uh, and other parts of Europe, I think a lot of those folks, a sizable number of them, they have strong connections to the Caribbean. Uh, One, you can let us know if if you think that's accurate. And then two, if it is accurate, have you seen or heard people responding and and talking about what's been happening uh, with Hurricane Irma and the response? Uh, And hey, you know, is Britain going to go and help out since you all have a legacy of practicing racism colonialism in in this part of the world and you know let's pitch in and try and help out have have you heard that sort of talk amongst black britons oh are you are you still with us june Oh yes, I'm still here. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you. I thought you were talking to somebody else. Oh no, I'm still so what, trying. So what was the questioning? Yes, ma'am. I was saying number one. I had stated that a sizable portion of Black Britons they have pretty strong connections to the Caribbean, having family, relatives, what have you there. Um, yeah. That if that's true, then have you heard Black Britons talking about uh, what's been happening in the islands and and hey. Britain as a long colonial legacy in this area, practicing racism, they should be responding. They should be helping. Have you been hearing that from other black Britons? Not really, actually. Um, I think, you know, you know, most of the black people that I kind of talk to about this stuff, they, they know the school, they understand how these people, you know, how, the, how this government operates and, how, you know, their behavior over the last few centuries is just kind of proven that they're not, you know, that they're going to do what they're going to do. And, you know, like I was saying before, I mean, the people, a lot of the people that I know, you know, have got, have not had any um, family members that have been impacted by it. Thank, thank goodness. Um, so, you know, I've not, yeah, most of the black people that I know, they, they understand, they fully understand that, you know, the narrative, the stuff that's out there about them going to pick up the Britons and all that is, is what they expect. They don't, they don't really expect anything else. And nobody's really, the people that I've been speaking to anyway, then no one's surprised, you know, at, at, you know, the kind of the tone of what's been going on. And yeah, I mean, the whole colonial thing, it, 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 it just, they're just behaving the way that they've always behaved. You know, if it's not something majorly 
that's going to make them a lot of money that's going to give them more power that's going to you know give them something they're not they're not interested they're just interested in bleeding other countries for what they what they can get and um yeah that, that's always been the narrative and, it, and that, that's the way that it's always been isn't it it's about feeding feeding you know white supremacists they can keep doing what they're doing um so yeah the, yeah no no, one, no the people that i've spoken to have not been surprised at all by, by you know by what's going on so it'd be interesting to see you know, over the next few days, weeks, how, you know, this kind of quote-unquote rescue mission plays itself out. And, um, yeah, it would be, just be interesting to see how, it, you know, what they do when they're over there, because apparently they, they, they're, um, yeah, they're going over there to, 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 you know, to rescue people and quote-unquote stop looting and all this kind of stuff but we'll yeah we'll, we'll see be interesting to see how it plays itself out and what, what will happen um yeah what will happen when they're over there but you know i'm surprised my view they racists they tend to use these uh situations as opportunities to go do some looting themselves uh, i think exactly um yeah wonder- exactly our listener in St. Thomas, uh, she called in uh, yesterday evening and she was saying that there were uh, armed troops with rifles and huge firearms on their person uh, patrolling wow. the island. They have uh, a curfew uh, in effect and what have you. And I said, you know, hey, that that is exactly what happened during Hurricane Katrina and the aftermath. Uh, where tons of people, uh, Gary Rivlin with the New York Times, that's what they reported, that it became a military zone. Uh, you just had lots and lots wow. of armed whites. Uh, and it was, I mean, you had local police officers, you had uh, National Reserve officers, you had private Israeli troops. I mean, all kinds, private security, random whites uh, who just went and started stealing guns from houses. Uh, just all kinds of armed whites uh, patrolling the area and in some instances shooting and killing black people that that's what happened uh, remember when the devastation from uh, the earthquake in Haiti in 2010 uh, where you had reports mm. of white people going down there and stealing children and just all kinds and that's just the stuff they got reported who knows about the things that mm. you know didn't get reported so that's what you can expect uh, and these regions yeah. in the Caribbean people they're kind of uh, forgive the metaphor, but they're kind of off the map anyway. Uh, I think mm. uh, June was saying that, you know, a lot of the black people in Britain, they weren't really, this is not like a, a mass discussion, like we got to go and talk about this. It's certainly not going to be talked about now with the London bombing uh, and here yeah. in the U.S. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, they're focused on Florida uh, and Harvey. And I mean, hey, they got a lot of devastation. They should, you know, that's going to be talked about, should be talked about. But I mean, hey, you can go, I mean, Many people think that when the weather is great, that racists, we can go to these islands and terrorize the black people with impunity and or terrorize the land or both with impunity. Now, oh, man, (laughs) this is prime time looting opportunity right here. So that's just my opinion. Uh, I think it's something that we'll be making time to discuss uh, moving forward on the count. And again, global system of racism, white supremacy, uh, just in understanding that I think that can give a more accurate perspective uh, in the way all of this gets looked at and discussed. Uh, Anything else you wanted to add to that, June? Yeah, no, no, that's, it's just, yeah, it's just always devastating. It's just always devastating when these, when these things happen. But yeah, just, 
it's painful just again watching these countries just getting bled again they're just going to get bled you know by 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 white supremacy and um yeah if any if, like you said if there's any looting going on it's going to be white supremacy that's going to be looking for opportunities to to um to take over and to bleed bleed you know to take advantage of the situation because that's that's what always happens you know so yeah it's just be interesting to see how it, how it yeah how it plays out so I'm, I'm going to be watching very carefully see what happens Absolutely. Context of white supremacy. I'm still trying to get African 1884 uh, with us uh, in, in Austria uh, trying to work out all of the tech issues. Um, if you have questions, comment, you want to get in 641-715-3640 and the code 564-943-POUND. Press star six if you would like to participate. I uh, did see a hand, but since I brought it up, I did want to ask uh, about the London bombing as well. Uh, they've made a couple of arrests. Uh, they've allegedly reported that ISIS has claimed responsibility uh, for the bombing uh, on, on the subway this past Friday. Uh, they've had the, the high terror alert and everything, even though I think they, they said that they lowered it now that they've made the second uh, arrest. Uh, what was you being in England uh, while all of this went down? Uh, what are your observations uh, from what's transpired over the past 40, 48 hours or so? I find it um, really interesting that they're not really being specific about the the nationality of the person. And, um, yeah, I just find it really interesting, you know, when, when, when these things have happened in the past, you know, as soon as they find the person that's responsible, you know, if it's a, if it's a black person or person, you know, a person of colour, you know, that, that stuff is kind of plastered, their faces are plastered all over the media. And... Um, it's just not happened in in this case, which kind of you know makes me think that you know either the person you know the person is white, the person is probably white because they're, they're just not reporting it in the same way. They're being very very um, you know they're holding back all that sort of information about you know what nationality is and where he's from and all that kind of stuff. They've they've said things like you know they've made some arrests and stuff to some people in in Surrey and. One of the families, I think, was decorated by the Queen for what for, for some reason or whatever. But um, yeah, I just think it's very interesting that the the, the nationality of the person has really been kept um, kept under wraps. And um, yeah, it just it just makes me think that the, the person isn't you know is um, is white, you know, because otherwise it's just the, the reporting is just not the same, you know, and. Um, even on um, like social media and stuff, I've seen people talking about, oh, well, if he's if he's you know if he's white, then he has to be you know a white converted into a Muslim. They're still trying to make turn it into um, that he has to be somehow linked to you know some sort of Muslim or yeah whatever. They're they're still trying to make it make it a non-white person's fault basically. Um, so they're still using that as an opportunity to to you know infuse you know racism about it and. One of the stories as well they're saying is that um, one of the families, I think they're, they're foster carers or something, and they, um, they're saying that these people used to, help, used to look after refugees. So even though they're not specifically saying 
the person who did this committed this this act the nationality of, of this person that the, there's kind of like trying to put little side things in to to make people think that somehow this person must be um non-white so so they're kind of this this it's still playing out it's still playing itself out. Like they're still trying to make people think that you know this is this is this is not a white this is nothing to do with with, with white people it's nothing to do with white supremacy um this has to be somehow linked to non-white behavior or whatever so yeah again it'll be interesting to see what happens when they do finally start putting more information out about the, about the suspect again i'm reading suspected terrorist and not terrorist um which is something that i know white supremacy loves to do um, which is another reason, again, why I think it might be a white person, because they only talk about suspected terrorists when it's when it's a white person. Um, so yeah, again, all the signs are there. All the signs are there. Um, seeing how white supremacy is, is playing itself out, um, playing itself out in these situations. So it's it's important to understand this stuff um, and to yeah, just to really be be, care, be be cautious about how it's reported because you can just see it. It's so obvious when you when you see how it plays itself out. It's so obvious that it's you know white supremacy language, white supremacy tactics. Um, it's all about protecting protecting whiteness um, and also still finding what even when it may well be a white person that they're still trying to find backhanded ways to blame non-white people for these these sorts of acts. Um, so yeah, it's just yeah, it's just interesting to see to see how it plays itself out. And be again be interesting to see how it how it's followed, how it's played out in the media over the next coming days, weeks. And when they do actually um yeah, when they reveal who this person is, if they reveal who this person is. So we shall see. We shall see. I noted that the several reports, the BBC, uh, the Voice Online, which I think is a black uh, British publication, uh, stateside, yeah. check like the New uh, New York Times or you know other whichever other outlets. I haven't seen any photographs, name, yeah. no identifying exactly. information at all. And uh, I guess mm. if you want to contrast, uh, were you if you were in? London or if you were in England in 2005 for the July bombing do you recall you know if they put out images photographs of any suspects within the first 48 hours or so um I, I'm just trying to think I can't remember if I was around at that time um but just I mean even if you just think generally about whenever there is I mean there's been quite a few um you know, bombings and stuff in London over the last sort of year or so anyway. And there's, they, 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 you know, there's always put, they always put their faces out. They always put their faces out, you know, um, and they say, oh, Muslim terrorists, you know, they they, they, they they love to put all that out. Um, but it's just not happened in this case. It's very, very, all kept very hush-hush. Um, yeah, they're just not mentioning it at all. And I even Googled it today and just put images just to see what images came up about the Parsons, um, the suspects, just to see if there were any faces that came up. And there was no images at all of suspects that I could find. It was just images of, you know, people that were upset and stuff like that, that were involved in it, that were injured and stuff like that. But thank God no one, no one died or anything. 
Um, but yeah, there, there was no, there was no actual, you know, pictures of the actual suspect. So, you know, it's like you said, this reported very, very differently. But just from what I can remember generally with, with the stuff that's happened in London, it's very different when it's a, when it's a person of colour. That you know, you see their black and brown faces on the front covers of these of the newspapers and stuff. You know, so it's very different. It's reported very, very differently. I just, for listeners, uh, I was going to say listeners in the States, but really, listeners anywhere in the world, I want you to think for a moment. Let's say a subway in New York was bombed and the suspect looked like Lil Wayne. Now, I want you to, now, do you think they're not going to release a photo of Lil Wayne as this is a person of interest in New York subway exactly. bomb. No name, no release of photographs. Exactly. No, I'm like, I can't even fathom that the way that I have seen exactly. black suspects treated for this person stole a 50 cent pack of gum. Uh, this person, you know, mm-hmm. allegedly, uh, Khalif Browder allegedly stole a backpack and his treatment, you're going to tell me that this person is a, or two people because they've arrested two people and not released yeah. any identifying nothing. information nothing. on either person. Like why? And I just, I mean, I'm just saying that you, you already stay, I'm just restating. They reported more than 20 injuries, no fatalities that, mm. you know, just something I thought, Oh wow. And then no release of any information about the suspects. I just look at those two things and say, okay, those are interesting, interesting facts mm-hmm. from what's been released. Yeah. I would have to look at how this event is going to be used uh, because I think there have been a lot of attacks of it, particularly over the last three, four years. We're very close to the anniversary of 9 11, uh, just weeks removed, mm-hmm. or one week removed, in fact. We're only one week removed. Oh, yeah, uh, from wow. the, actually, it happened the same week. That was Monday. We didn't even get a full mm-hmm. week removed. That was Monday. I didn't even think of that. Uh, I mean, I, you want to talk about how an event is used to manipulate policy in the system of white supremacy? There's no better example than 9-11. No better example, uh, regardless of what yeah. you think happened on that day. We can use this to do lots of things, maybe even some things that would have been much more difficult to do had it not been for this event. We can use this for things we want to do. I think some of that happened as well with the bombing 2005 in London. I think a lot of people took that position that, hey, this was another one that got used for a lot of political means for how things operate across the pond. Have to pay attention to see how this you know, plays out. I think it's pretty close to an election in Germany, right? Uh, Angela Merkel is, is up for re-election. Is that correct? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I've not seen anything about that story. Oh, okay. I think that I think that could be the case. Germany, pretty important, quote unquote, country uh, in the system of white supremacy and, and much closer to Britain. So, I mean, they pay attention uh, when you have major events like this happen, a bombing. Like, oh, my gosh. You know, we got to get our niggers in order. This is what happened. Exactly what June was saying. We got out. We let all these wacky, dark immigrants uh, in here from Syria and Africa and all these other places. And we got all this Islamization and they're even corrupting some of our good white people who might have done this bombing. Uh, Mm. We got to get a hand on this. Uh, I think, you know, it could be, I think a lot of that was even said in the Brexit uh, from last summer. And you just have to see how all this plays out. But this event, I would pay attention to just to see how things unfold. I'll leave it there. Absolutely. Uh, I did see uh, Pandora 2. Thomas in New York, did you have a question uh, you wanted to ask? June is with us. Uh, We'll see if we can get uh, African 1884 with us as well before before we wrap up. Thomas in New York? Uh, 
No, my question was just going to be about the, um, you know, how the hurricane was covered. Mm-hmm. Um, being at that, these were a lot of the territories that are still colonialized by the white people. So um, I think that was pretty much covered. And um, I don't, I guess I don't, um, I, I guess my question would be was, is um, how was the, the hurricanes here covered overseas? Um, have, have, have they been um, empathetic over there with the news coverage or, or has it been, um, you know, tainted news coverage? And that's all I have, Gus. June, did you uh, hear that question? I guess you're the only one who could respond to that one. <laughs> yeah, it was a question about the how the hurricane is in the States has been reported in the UK. Is that correct? It was a little bit fuzzy, but is that, was that what he was asking? Yes, ma'am. I think it was. How okay. Has, how, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they've been, it has been quite sympathetic. Um, it has been, you know, quite consistent. Um, but again, you know, my view is, you know, of course it's going to be consistent because, you know, it's, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's again, it's white supremacy, isn't it? Whenever, whenever there's white people involved, they're going to, um, there's going to be a level of empathy and, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot more empathy and stuff to what, what's going on. So, yeah, I mean, it's been, from what I've seen, it's been quite consistent in the news and, you know, they've been sympathetic to what's going on and it's been, it's been reported um, quite consistently. They've been following it. So, um, yeah, again, there's, there's no surprise there. It, it's always good. There's, there's a pattern that follows, isn't it? Whenever there's... Um, the risk of, of, of white people being harmed is always going to be prioritised, you know, before anything else. So, um, yeah, yeah, it has it has been reported over here quite, you know, empathetically and, and will continue, you know, they will continue to do so. I don't know if this counts or helps, but I know Al Jazeera, uh, I guess it depends on your view of uh, if you think of, of Al Jazeera as foreign reporting, quote unquote, or international reporting or an international perspective. But they did uh, a pretty in-depth segment on uh, Houston, Hurricane Harvey from earlier this month and specifically about racism. Uh, and they were they were early on talking about uh, the pollution in the area uh, and the pollution in the area before the storm. Uh, that was allowed because uh, the state of Texas is so unregulated. So you have all or uh, just a plethora of refineries and these oil companies in residential districts where black people live uh, and how they have all these elevated rates of cancer and all that. Like it was really detailed. That was on Al Jazeera. And then they had additional reporting on how the storm was exacerbating and making all of that uh, worse. But that was Al Jazeera. I guess it would depend on, you know, you count that as an international uh, source. Uh, if other folks have a question they want to get in, 641-715-3647. I have another question. Um, yes, sir. How, how, oh, I'm sorry. I'll be my line for one. I'm sorry, I'm under the fourth Bronx Expressway right now. Uh, how, how, how has the coverage in the UK been um, about the Charlottesville incident? Interesting. And specifically, how are they... Um, how are they? Um, how are they picturing um, Antifa in that in that um, region? Hmm. Did you hear that, June? So, what was I? I didn't quite hear the question. I know he said something about Charlottesville, and yes, he said 
How has the Charlottesville incident, the protests in Charlottesville, the white supremacists were upset about the racist statues coming down, and three people were reportedly killed, uh, including this, I think, teenage white woman. Uh, he wanted to know how was that covered uh, overseas, uh, in Europe specifically, and then uh, the Antifa, this, I don't know what you call it there, the, I guess, more aggressive, allegedly more aggressive wing of whites who are against the uh, white nationalists. Uh, I guess that might be one way of framing it. If they, if, is this group, the Antifa group, are they being discussed over there? And how was the Charlottesville uh, incident reported over there? Yeah, I mean, from what I saw about the Charlottesville thing, I mean, the Charlottesville thing, um, you know, I think that was reported Again, because it was a, you know, a, a white, it was a white um, a girl, wasn't it, who got killed? Um, so, yeah, the reporting obviously was very, um, yeah, it, it was it was hard. It was hard. And I think that, you know, they, they reported it in such a way that was, um, oh, gosh. Yeah, it, it, I mean, obviously, because it was a white person that died, it was very... They were obviously empathetic to her. And I even noticed, like, you know, people like Brene Brown and stuff came out and, you know, were saying things about, you know, a lot more people were speaking up about racism and stuff like that because there was a white person involved. Um, I think this is, this is you know, my view, that I think that they were speaking up a lot more because there was obviously there was a white person that, that was impacted in that way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, they, I, I even heard, you know, I even heard on some... Uh, stations and stuff they were actually saying the words like white supremacy and stuff like that which I was quite surprised about over here um, because it, they don't normally talk like that so I was actually quite surprised to hear it um, but yeah it, it was um, it, it was hard and I think because it was such when it's such an ex extreme kind, I mean you know white supremacy is white supremacy but when you see you know people like the stuff that was going on in Charlottesville this this such an extreme group you know the, the the press does tend to talk about it in in very um you know they're a lot more against it in that sense because it is so you know it's such a such an extreme form of, of, of white supremacy so in that respect you know from what i saw you know the reports were very much kind of well you know it's it's terrible and and all of this kind of stuff so they when it's when it's at that level then that's when they, you know, I noticed that white people were a lot more vocal about it. But I think it was exasperated because, you know, because it was there was a white person that died. Because, yeah, it's all, it's all, it always triggers something different when when one of theirs dies. So, yeah, it, it was it was. Um, I, I thought I found it interesting um, that I saw a lot more people speak, a lot more white people, I would say, speaking up about it. Um, and I think it was because you know, because a white person died. Um, but yeah, so it's, again, it's just interesting seeing this stuff play out. It's painful watching it because, you know, when, when we die, we die all the time in these, these things and, you know, they're not as vocal. But when, when you know, when a white person is, is um, you know, is, is, is gets involved like this, then it, it just completely changes the tone, changes the tone of the situation. So... Yeah, again, this is how white this is what white supremacy does. It's you know, a white white life is always more important. You know, devastating, you know, it's devastating for anyone to, to be killed in these situations, you know, but but at the same but at the same time it's like 
you know, any life is 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 just as important, and the same should be applied regardless. The same should be applied. You know, black people are getting killed every day, and it's just not the same. But that's how white supremacy operates. That is how white supremacy operates. Um, and I was I was quite surprised. Um, yeah, at how many how many white people were sort of speaking out about it? But I understand why. I understand why they're speaking up because you know a white person was killed over it. So yeah, it's it's um yeah. Heather here, yeah. this thirty-two-year-old white woman. She was not a teenager. Uh, the victim uh, who has been memorialized, uh, John Brown of the twenty-first century, as I have uh, said repeatedly. Uh, not surprised. Uh, the Antifa, I think that was the other part of the question. Has the the Antifa movement has that been covered over there, or are you? Not no, I've not heard. I've not heard about that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've not heard about that, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure about how that's been been covered, but um. Okay. Yeah. The I know one of Thomas's other uh, research sub research subjects of late has been uh, looking at the different ways that. North Korea, Kim Jong-un, that they are discussed internationally. And I think when one of our previous uh, Global Sunday talks on racism, uh, he asked about that. And some of the folks in Europe were saying that they're kind of thought of as a joke or reported on as more of an amusement, not as, you know, some lethal threat. Like, oh, my goodness, you know, the European way of life is threatened uh, by these folks. You know, we got to do something like that's just tends to be not the tone was the way folks talked about them before. Um, We were contrasting that to how they're presented in the States. It seems to be more of a, you know, oh, my gosh, something's got to be done type of a thing. Uh, What's been the talk the last week or so now that they've had this reported missile launch? Have you heard anything about what's been discussed over the past week or so? No, I've not. To be honest, I've not. I've not. Um, I've not been following that story. To be honest, so I have no idea. Um, yeah, I've not, I've not followed that story. Be uh, this will be one. It'll be nice if we have our full complement of folks back for the global Sunday talk to see if other folks have heard. I'd be very curious if that changes uh, in any way with this. You know, the missile launch and, and what have you. If it gets more serious or if it's kind of the same tone uh if if that was the consensus from before uh, i'll be really eager to hear hear all that plays out uh, as we move forward uh i know you've uh june you've been talking a lot about self-care consistently anything you would recommend encourage uh for listeners to be mindful of since all of us are, are under so much constant stress and toxicity from white supremacy Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, again, this is this is something that I think is very, very important for all of us. You know, it's, it's important for us to be aware of what's going on. Um, but it's also important for us to kind of, you know, to give ourselves time, to, permission to kind of step back sometimes and really take care of ourselves. Because, you know, there isn't a day that goes by that we turn on the TV or we step out of our house or we, and we see, you know, racism, white supremacy playing itself out. You know, we see people being abused. All this stuff that's going on with the um, everything that's going on in, in the news. You know, there's stuff going on all the time. There's always a different story that's that's you know where our people are being abused and oppressed at some level. So it's important for us to really take time and 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 be really strategic about how we take care of ourselves because this when we're exposed to this 
um, at the intensity that we are, it, it's going to have an impact on our mental health. You know, Neely Fuller talks about, um, you know, the nine, and, and also Dr. Wilson talks about the nine areas of people activity that we're impacting, economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, sex, and more. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. And so we have to really make the time to, you know, to take care of ourselves. And it can just be just be as simple as coming off social media or turning off the TV for a while and, you know, finding ways to actually release the stress. We're all going to, you know, absorb this negativity at some level. And we have to find, you know, ways that we can release the stress. So, you know, make sure you get plenty of exercise. That, you know, doing physical exercise is going to help release the stress. If you've got a journal, you know, write out, you know, the, the things that are causing you stress. Be mindful of the way that, um, that racism, white supremacy impacts your mental health, because that's the only way that we're going to be able to um, counteract it. It's very easy for us sometimes to look at all the stories that's going on in the news and kind of, you know, and, and we can get traumatised by it. We can get upset by it. And sometimes it can be so upsetting that we just get caught up in the next story and the next story and the next story and we forget how this stuff really impacts us so it's important to step away when you can i i do it a lot in my home you know my home is the only place that i can that i have control where white supremacy comes into my house if i don't you know i don't have a tv i choose not to have a tv if I want to watch anything, I'll look on the internet. But I don't have the TV on all the time coming into my house, kind of brainwashing me. And that's something, again, that Dr. Wilson talked a lot about. You know, reading is more important than than um, than watching TV. She used to say that quite a lot. But also, it's not just about reading. It's about applying. You know, take the time to to nurture yourself, to take time away from the media and and you know make sure you're getting good night's sleep if you're not sleeping well do some journaling to find out you know what is underneath all of that what is underneath the reason why you can't sleep for me a lot of the time it's it's you know I've got the racism stuff going on in my head um it's it's upsetting and it, it, it's very hard to manage the feelings about it. and it's something that I have to manage on a daily basis especially you know doing the work that I do I need to be able to discharge that stuff out of my body and out of my psyche so that I can show up and speak to people and serve my community and teach them how to take care of themselves. I have to take care of myself first. So, you know, sometimes, you know, I don't know everything that's going on in the news because there are times where I choose to kind of step away from the media because I need to really take time out for myself. And then obviously when I go back, I you know, I do the best I can to, to catch up and stuff like that but it's important that all of us as black people take the time to the spaces where we can control where white supremacy comes bleeds into our lives to use those spaces to nurture ourselves and to really take stock of how white supremacy impacts our lives you know because when we can start doing the work in our own homes when we start doing the work on ourselves then we'll be better equipped to do the constructive work needed to actually fight against white supremacy. So, um, yeah, it's important to really nurture nurture our, our black self-respect, nurture the self-love so that we can do the work that's needed. 
Absolutely. JuneAllen.net. JuneAllen.net. Uh, you can certainly go to the website and get more information. Uh, self-care. Great. Great. She even has a quote at the top of the page. Taking care of you so we can take care of each other. Absolutely. Uh, one thing I did want to get in, if folks, this is not our normal broadcast where it's all super long and what have you. So if you have comment, question you want to get in, uh, you should dial in right now, 641-715-3640, code 564-943-POUND. Press star six if you have a question, comment, you want to participate. Uh, the whole global warming uh, that has been uh, at least an intense bit of rhetoric and chit-chat over the past few weeks or so, uh, this part of the world, uh, folks have talked about it uh, over here and saying that they just think that's another component of racism, white supremacy, where white people get out and talk about the climate and their concerns. What What's your view uh, on this, this major, uh, I guess, issue now that they've been talking about with global warming and climate change? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it is a huge issue. And I think you, you can't ignore it. But um, we have to think about, yeah, what the future of our planet and the future of our children. And, but again, there's so much greed, there's so much, you know, the system of white supremacy has control over so many things that they don't, they don't care about what's going to happen tomorrow you know a lot of these a lot of these companies they just care about how they're going to make more money and maintain their power and you know it just to me it just seems like the global warming conversation is a secondary thought you know and it's only when things start getting really really bad um which i think you know things are already starting to get you know it's already going in that direction um but i think until people really start to see it on their doorstep that, that nothing's really going to be, and even when they do sit on their doorstep, are they really going to do anything? You know, because I think that, you know, these companies, they have the power to control, you know, what happens and, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's very difficult because even though, you know, we, we know that, that things are changing and, and um, you know, the world, the way that the world is, is, um, is changing is very, it's very hard to just kind of, and, and, and watch it and a lot of these you know a lot of these really big companies have a lot more control over how this thing is going to work but a lot of them don't really seem that interested it to, yeah to me it just seems like it's a secondary thing i know i think thomas in new york and, and some of our other uh participants listeners uh were saying that they think that's uh, climate change that that is when whites are in code really speaking to white genetic annihilation, whether that's their melanin deficient problems with the sun and or melanated people, uh, that that's what they're talking about when they talk about quote unquote global warming or climate change, however it's uh, phrased. Uh, my thing, regardless, uh, it's just very difficult to take white people seriously about much of anything when it comes to doing the correct thing by the planet, uh, the people, uh, just for me, at least, it is very, very hard to take them at face value that, oh, yes, yeah, we're we're concerned. We want to make sure that this year 
planet is well taken care. I mean, they toxify everything. That's what we've been talking about the last uh, two weeks in Houston yeah. and the hurricanes. That uh, all of these toxins that have been released because of the storm. And they said the same thing with New Orleans: toxic flood water. I remember that they said, "Don't even uh, say that it's flood water. It's toxic flood water mm-hmm. uh, because they got so much pollution uh, and what have you in the environment." That's what white people do. That is white culture: a total toxin and pollutant. Uh, on the planet. Uh, But Mm. at any rate, uh, I do not see uh, another hand from folks. I assume folks are satisfied. Uh, Again, our global Sunday talk on racism, our early broadcast to make sure we can accommodate uh, the different time zones, but we should be here. Oh, there's Thomas in New York. Uh, Just let me get the uh, info out for next month. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll double check or for your other comment or question. We should be here next month. It's the third Sunday each month. So we should be here next month on October 15th. October 15th. It'll be autumn by then. Um, But yeah, hopefully then we'll have a month to see what has happened with the bombing to see how that has played out and hopefully we'll have more participants so we can Mm -hmm. get a great perspective on that. And then the hurricane situation as well. We can check on that. Uh, We'll see what has transpired over the next 30 days. But that should be October 15th, same time, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern 2 p.m. Central, 12 Pacific. And for folks in London, that would be 8 p.m. London time on October 15th next month. Global Sunday Talk on Racism. Thomas in New York, did you have a question, comment? Oh, um, yes, uh, absolutely. And everything that was spoken about on the show, um, to me, all ties in together because I, I, I connect in Tifa with the hurricanes, with the North Korea thing, with that bombing. Um, you know, um, just just the way I look at the world. But um, I just wanted to say, as far as global warming goes, um, all the planets in the solar system are heating up at the same rate. So if it's heated up five degrees over the last 25 years here, it did the same thing. And Mercury, Venus, Neptune, all of them at the same time. So this isn't a global thing. This is something more more and more um, powerful than something they can control. And um, I, I just think that, um, you know, that, that it, you know, that's just a play on words. I mean, my mind, brother. Thank you. Lots to think about. Lots to research. Lots to ponder on. I uh, hope folks use your time. It was stated already. Reading is more important than watching television. Make a little time to uh, do some reading, do some study, do some research. Very, very important. I think that, too, helps us combat work against the system of racism, white supremacy. Uh, with that, we will conclude. Also in that vein, I think that metaphor program is coming up this week. I've talked about that. I talk about it every time we do a compensatory call in with regards to Uh, the use of metaphors and comparisons, analogies, and really to make sure that I have some time to explain. And I can provide examples uh, from this program and beyond uh, the many, many times where metaphors are used in conversation. And uh, it just becomes total folly uh, in trying to understand uh, anything, just trying to make sense of it. Uh, Again, when white people do this, I think that is a deliberate act of racism. Non-white people, a lot of times, I think we just we are confused. We're still learning, not understanding the power of language. But I think that program uh, could be coming up this week. Uh, at minimum, we'll be here for workplace racism on Thursday, normal time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Friday for our book club, France Fanon, The Wretched of the Earth, study session number seven as we slog through. June, have you read France Fanon's The Wretched of the Earth? 
No, not yet. It's on my, It's one of the many books I have in my book list. Not yet. I've got it, but I haven't read it yet. Oh, okay. You, <laughs> in my opinion, you could put that at the at the back of the book list. That's not one you need to get to uh, immediately. But oh, anyway, really? Okay. Yeah, that's just because? my. I, I just don't find it to be constructive. We're more than halfway through. Um, yeah, I just I think there are many other books that are uh, exponentially more informative than that book okay. on racism, white supremacy. I, I think uh, there is a reason that white people celebrate that book. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. And he was married to a white woman. Anyway, uh, okay. <laughs> we will be here. Not that that would disqualify his work, but that certainly, mm. certainly uh, is yeah. relevant. <laughs> um at any rate, uh, much obliged for hanging out with us today. It was great hearing your perspectives and uh, hearing uh, just being able to speak with you again. It's been a while since we've been able to do the Global Sunday Talk on Racism uh, to get you back with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, for listeners, JuneAllen.net. You can visit the website, the podcast, Great Information, Yard of Greatness, JuneAllen. Dot net. Uh, be safe. Uh, take care of your offspring. I uh, hope you and your family are doing great uh, as we transition on to uh, autumn of 2017. Uh, for Thomas in New York, other listeners live or archived, uh, drop an email if you have any, I guess, gripes, confusion, guest suggestions. If you can't find something in the archives, just drop us an email until justice at gmail.com. Until justice at gmail.com. Uh, because of my back ailment and then the wisdom teeth extraction uh, extractions at the beginning of the month. Uh, I certainly was behind on email, but I am obviously feeling much, much better now. So I will be catching up on my emails. If you sent something over the last month or so and did not get a reply, it's because Gus was, uh, man, suffering mightily. So uh, be patient. We will catch up with the emails. Uh, with that, Sobriety would be best worldwide. Sobriety would be best under conditions of white supremacy. Uh, I think racists frequently, uh, they take advantage uh, when non-white people, when we are not able to think clearly and make great decisions because we are under the influence, intoxicated. Lots of illustrations. That situation over in Greece, again, global system. That situation over in Greece at a bar. White people and alcohol is always a bad combination. Always, always, always. Even if you are sober, you don't even want to be around in an environment uh, if it's white people and alcohol because it can become a lethally dangerous situation in a matter of seconds. Uh, You yourself, if you can't be sober, at least get to one spot and stay there. That way you don't have to run the risk of being intoxicated and then being surprised by a race soldier, badge or no. Uh, and make sure I also get in my suggestion. If you're going to be in a vehicle, make sure you buckle up. Let's do everything we can to minimize contact with enforcement officials. I know in the States that is grounds for stop uh, if you are not buckled up. So passenger, driver, in a vehicle, buckle up. Thank you kindly. Uh, creator, we ask that you help us remain patient with other black people, victims of white supremacy, we ask that you help us remain patient with ourselves. Remind us to demonstrate the highest levels of black self-respect at all times, in all places, each and every time we are in contact with another black person. 
It has been time. Replace white supremacy with justice immediately. Cow signing out. Thanks all for tuning in. Nigga, you so brainwashed. I'm a victim, brother. You're a victim. I'm a victim of 400 years of conditioning. Shut up. The man has programmed my conditioning. Mm -hmm. Even my conditioning has been conditioned. (laughs) It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.